0: everybody, welcome back to the SCB Steelers Podcast, presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. Ben, is that some K-tape on your uh, elbow there? Yeah. For the uh, uh, non-visual uh, folks tonight, Ben has some K-tape on his elbow. Must be a... Uh, tendonitis. injury, A little tendonitis, got it. He's also wearing his Merle Haggard Mama Tried t-shirt. Big fan I'm of that. that. Big fan of that.
1: Uh, also drinking a beer you're familiar with. Oh. A little all-day IPA. Oh, Founders. You get that all the way out there, huh? Oh, yeah.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Founders. Very nice. Uh, just north of me here uh, in the uh, lower left mitten, if you will. Uh, yeah, good, good brewery up there. They do a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, oh boy well I, I guess we should address the elephant in the room uh ryan not being here well the elephant that's not in the room um ryan is not with us tonight and i, I believe his last comment in our slack channel was something along the lines of uh being be nice to me or something like like yeah. that um okay sure yeah too bad ryan um <laughs> Brian uh, has been day drinking, apparently. Um, he, he had some friends come into town uh, that he hadn't seen. And, and you know, I totally uh, understand this. He's He's been having a nice day. He thought he was going to be able to join us. We got a message about an hour ago that said uh, he doesn't think he's going to be able to make it.
1: And that's probably good. Um, I don't know. I or, think it would have been highly entertaining. Well, so I...
0: I think for those that would have seen the show initially, it would have been very entertaining until eventually YouTube probably kicked us off because he would have likely gone on some (laughs) awful rant and gotten the FCC involved or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, He did, by the way, one of our listeners did comment on his rant, um, uh, last week basically called him out for it and uh that's kind of why I'm just, <laughs> what did they say? I, I uh, I'd love to see these comments please share uh, let, let, let me uh I, I can pull it up just <laughs> give me a second here um and and
2: and by Which, the way we had
0: a uh a ton of comments from from last week's show and and the, the everything's growing and I'm, I'm extremely uh excited about that um but here here let's see here Okay, yeah,
1: I, I told a little bit of an embarrassing story myself last week. Uh, Guess I should. Well, throw... you, you
0: did. That will also be mentioned here shortly. That I shouldn't throw so
1: much shade at Ryan for that, but
0: uh, this, this is uh, I want to give a shout out to this guy. He goes by Dill Wittit. Dill Wittit? Uh, Dill Wittit. Um, does Dill Wittit want a shot? He says, I'm Skarps, pouring. Are you kidding me on Claypool? He's been acting more mature. He didn't say he was top three, not in NFL or on team, only that if he works hard enough, he can be, which some of us still believe is possible. Hey, I like the guy. He's an optimist. Uh, Now that we got someone who can throw him open, wait. Then you went on to say he should have said what he did say. He did not say he was ha something like that. I think Dilwitt was drinking as much as we were. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's that's highly possible. Um, uh, Thanks for listening, Dilwitt. Uh, uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is what
2: it is. We highly um, encourage other people to drink while they listen yeah, to we're, us because we're, not we're the drinking only while one. we're recording. So, it's yeah. probably a lot more enjoyable if you do. Absolutely. Um, and
0: I did crack my latest bottle of Bradshaw bourbon just a short time ago, and um, as always, it's delicious.
2: Which batch number is it? It's actually still two. Oh, nice. The oh, yeah. really? A good one. Yep,
1: yep. I've got. Th- I've had a three and a four. I, Okay, I haven't
0: seen the fours. I've seen the threes. I've had but... a
1: three and a four. And okay. Yeah, I drank a two a long time ago. And, yeah. This is my second two. Um I'm looking for a number twelve. Well, for I, obvious I reasons. Yes,
0: obviously. And uh, uh, and it's... I'm not
1: I have an unopened bottle of batch number one, which I will never drink.
0: I I, I know, and you, you one a... of
1: these days I'll I'll find that Terry's gonna be someplace and I'll be like, Hey man, will you sign this?
0: Well, what we gotta do is we gotta have super fan Rick on. You know, he, right? and Terry, he and Terry are like this, you know, and he knows. The fuck Rick. He, he pretty Look much knows up. where Terry is at all times. And, uh, you know, R- Rick is on summer vacation, uh, all on myself right now. Um, and and so he, he kind of tunes Fucking everybody slackers out. with their so, easy wow.
1: schedule and their immense salaries and budgets. <laughs> God.
0: You're right. You're right about a few of those for sure.
1: Um,
2: eh,
0: well, what the hell. Anyway, uh, you know, it's the summer, guys. Tomorrow's July 1st, mm-hmm. and I'm going to knock on wood because it's been pretty quiet so far for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The only mm-hmm. news that's come out has been positive. Uh, a Fitzpatrick, big deal, and, and um, you know, signing of Larry Joby. So it, it's been pretty good so far. Um, and let's just hope that it keeps going that way because we're about four weeks out now. Um, from the start of training camp, it's unbelievable that we're there already, but you know, we are, um, I, I did also on Twitter today, I did post that we'd be having the show. And if anybody had any questions, um, (laughs) let me know. And so we did have a couple of questions, uh, that, that I would, um, like to mention here. And this is from, uh, we got to get hammers, uh, a shirt or a hat here. Uh, He's been a loyal listener. Mm -hmm. He says, or asks, which rookie receiver has a better season? Okay, Pickens or uh, Calvin Austin III? Better yet, which one does Canada choose to use more often? Pickens. So, uh, Ian, you're kind of nodding your head. I'll throw that to you. You think it's Pickens or Austin?
2: I think it's Pickens if we're not including return yards or return – you know, stats in that because I think Calvin Austin has some kick return abilities and there's nothing that the Steelers like more than putting a new guy back there every year to do handle kickoff returns. Now they do have Gunnar Olszewski, but I think right. he's going to be like the punt returner. I don't know if he's going to be the full kick returner too, um, but Austin might get his shot too. So we'll have see you guys but, seen
1: Calvin Austin? I mean, he, 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 can,
2: he makes Senquez
1: Golson look like a big guy. <laughs> he, yeah, but he's, well, well, he's for, tiny. He's yes. teeny tiny. I mean, but, I, I'll be surprised if he's a returner. I really will. Because you he's know who so else was small. teeny
2: tiny? Was Deontay Spencer. And we probably should have kept that guy. Deontay Spencer ago. had
1: he, was, he had bigger wheels. He had a bigger ass and bigger wheels. Okay. Um, and,
0: and the ability to go left and right a little better yeah. versus someone else
2: we know who was pretty much only straight line. Yeah. Stefan, Logan also, uh, yeah, Logan, Stefan Logan was
1: also. Stefan Logan was. He had big legs. Stefan Logan was he actually did. pretty impressive. I got to give that. I mean, I, 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 till I saw him in person, I was like, whatever, this yeah. guy, you know, and then I actually saw him in Pittsburgh and I was like, holy shit. Exactly. So, so,
2: so but no, I absolutely be, agree. It's, it's Pickens. It's, okay. it's definitely Pickens, but I just wanted to throw the return caveat in there. But yeah, I think because it's
1: always. It, you no, know, you're right. It, it, it always is a thing every year where they're like, they're throwing somebody out there. I mean, like, they have Antonio Brown, who probably was honestly the best punt returner I've ever seen in my life. For game and. Good. And they're like, yeah, we're not leaving him out there at punt returns. He's he's too valuable for the passing game. He could, oh, for sure. could get injured. Kind of have to move him in. So basically what happens is the wide receiver factory is they put a rookie back there, or somebody who's young anyway, back there every year. And then he proves himself in the passing game, and he becomes too valuable to put on the punt team.
2: Yeah. Do you remember – I think it was 2004 when they had Ike Taylor returning kickoffs and he ran one back for a touchdown. Yeah, that was I didn't awesome. Forget that. that. Was awesome. He did. He actually did. Yeah.
0: Um, and I know people often think, you know, what bad hands he had, and oh my god, he would have led the league in interceptions, but he couldn't catch anything. Yeah, he was actually a returner for a little yeah. while. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: Just kickoffs, then, not punts, but yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we had
0: one other question from a Mister Bozick. Uh, I believe it is Uh Uh, His question was How many dust-ups In the ADA section And I believe that's the Americans With Disabilities Act section Has Ben Anderson Been or nearly been involved in
1: Uh, Uh Ben, that's obviously A question for you You know, the uh, the story I told last week uh, The person who asked this question Was Mm -hmm. actually there And saw Ah. it unfold in real time Uh Uh-huh so, he's just being an asshole. <laughs> uh, I had well, every, I will uh, chime
2: uh, in and say the answer is greater than zero. So. <laughs> it is. Ridiculous. It's one. It However, yeah.
1: the guy's That's a one. dick, and he's also a fucking jinx, and it was a Steelers-Patriots game, oh. and I swear to God, every fucking time he shows up, he pushes my goddamn buttons. So, I was already really tense. And he was doing his thing and pushing buttons. And you know, you guys know I don't even like sticks. You, you know this, right? We know. We know. They played renegade. He's like, ah, sticks sucks, man. I, I, fucking, I fucking had enough.
0: Even we, though you agreed with him that sticks. Pushed stick the
1: button sucked. one <laughs> too many times. And I was like, would you shut the fuck up? And, yeah, screaming at him and telling him to get the fuck out of there. And, yeah. And then I told Nora I was going to punch him in the face. I told him I would sit down, though. I'd, I'd like to thank Moses for, the,
0: for the question because now Ben has gone back to rehash he, the story. He
1: can go back. Um, he can go back, and he he can retell it from his perspective, for that matter. I mean, right, right? He knows what happened. He was there, and then the fucker starts. The same guy who asked the question was the guy I was telling you about last week, uh-huh. who starts googling wheelchair boxing because <laughs> he wants to know if it's actually a thing, and then starts sending us clips via text. Oh, I'm sure it's a thing. It is a thing. Uh, oh, I yeah. Not surprised.
0: Uh, before we move on to uh, tonight's content, I, I do also want to give a, uh, a couple of shout-outs. Uh, number one, um, to our friend Amanda on Twitter. Amanda seemed to be having a, a rough night tonight. Um, you know, and I made sure that I tagged Ben in that because, you know, Amanda knows Ben, too. And and uh, we, we just want to send our very best wishes out to Amanda. and We hope
1: that uh, her evening is going better.
0: Uh, now, Amanda um,
1: has broken up with her latest Browns fan. And yeah, uh,
0: she, she's got a real problem
1: and well, you know, it, it'll eventually improve. She's talking about moving to Pittsburgh. I mean, everybody oh, goes, I lives go. there as a Steelers fan. It'd probably be better. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying maybe. Right. Yeah. Just, just a know. tip, Amanda, just a tip.
0: Um, just but a I also, tip. I, I, I gone off the rails. Poor choice of words <laughs> there, minutes. buddy. 10 minutes. Uh no, on a serious note, I do want to thank a long, long-time friend of, of Uh Her name is Jasmine. Um, she and her husband, they recently moved down to Tennessee. And um, uh, now my daughter is down in Tennessee now and, and literally is down there and all by herself and everything. And the wonderful, kind-hearted Jasmine is actually driving up uh, to visit my daughter and um they're going to go to lunch on saturday and oh. do some do some things around uh nashville area and stuff and, nice. and i could not be more grateful uh to her she's a wonderful human being and so um what i have Jasmine live they she and her husband are down in the Chattanooga area the um, nuga so, yeah Actually, yeah. I
1: like Chattanooga. That's a good little town.
0: She's spoken very highly of it when I've chatted with her. And yeah. um, they're already geared up. They're going to the Steelers game in Atlanta, um, which is right not a, a, a bad drive for them at all. So um, anyway, but I wanted to throw that out there. Um, obviously, being the off season, there's not a ton to talk about. But we always find things to talk about, as you can tell. What I'm going to do here is I'm just going to throw names at you guys. And I want you to tell me what has to happen for that okay. particular player to make the roster. Some of the these will chart. be easy. Some of these maybe not. Okay. Uh, so, so Ian, I'm going to go ahead and, and start with you. Okay. All right. And the guy I'm going to give you um, is miles Boykin.
2: Miles Boykin. What I you know, I what really has to liked him. This ought to be good draft. actually.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I liked him a lot in the draft and then he did not mm-hmm. do anything in Baltimore. Mm-mm. Um, That said, he has the size to be an outside receiver. I think, you know, they knew James Washington wasn't going to be back when they signed him. Um, And it's a pretty low risk signing because he's still on his rookie deal. He's in his last year. So I think it's, you know, in the seven figures of salary numbers, um, Mm -hmm. over a million dollars. might be over two million, actually, because it's the last year of his rookie deal. But um, nevertheless... You know, the the wide receiver position right now is pretty stacked up. So, you know, Boykin may need an injury to happen, as as much as I hate to say it, to actually make the 53-man roster. I mean, I'm looking at him as like a pr- good practice squad candidate. Jesus, 2.5 um, million, bud. Yeah, but Ooh, there's no wow. there's no dead cap for us if we cut him. Right. Because it's, it's his rookie <laughs> there's deal. There's no we, risk, yeah. We got him off waivers from Baltimore because they cut him. Right. Um, so... But you know you've got Claypool and Deontay are your starters. Um, I you got you got Pickens. You got Pickens, who's a backup at an outside position. Yep. Uh, you but, got Calvin Austin. Yeah, Cal- yeah. I was g- going in the slot. And I was like Gunnar Olszewski, Calvin Austin. I guess. Um, yeah. you know the the guys they sign in free agency usually have a pretty good shot They're, to make uh, the team. So are
1: running Claypool out of the slot as well in, uh, they were in camp now, you know, uh, excuse me, in, in mini camp. Right. So that's a possibility. That's um, something we thought would happen though, too. Yeah. I mean, they did it a little bit as rookie year too. Mm-hmm. They just basically, they had him run two routes from the slot and none of them were in the flat.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. Um, um, so, so we'll see, you know, um I mean, maybe we keep six receivers. Usually we keep five, um but it's it's a tough call, but he's got size and he's got speed. Um, so those are those are two things you can't really teach. You got see if you can teach everything else, but um, you know it will it, be interesting preseason for him. Right now, I think he's a practice squad guy unless somebody gets hurt or traded.
0: Yeah, that, and that's fair. That's kind of where I was sitting. And um, uh, Ben, I'll allow you to to kind of give your answer to that one before I give you your player.
1: I, no, I pretty much agree with the, everything that Ian just said, and I you know I basically chimed in because I couldn't let him just you know answer the question by himself
2: so you never <laughs> can. so it's all <laughs> we good. already know what never, I think never never
0: uh okay so Ben um your guy in and I I was really hoping scarps would be here tonight for this um but what has to happen for um Brett Mason Rudolph the third to make the roster
1: um well you know scarpino would is hoping that, that Mason gets a chance because mm-hmm. Ryan's mm-hmm. Ryan's all about, you know, life being fair, and it's not, <laughs> especially in the NFL. It sure as fuck is not fair. No,
0: no, no such thing. <clears throat>
1: you know, um, Mike Tomlin alluded to that in his uh, his uh, pivot interview when he said, you know, I you're talking about 32 of the guys that are the best in the world at what they do. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know as a coach who's been doing this for 20 years, I know the players. I know the coaches. I know that some of the guys that are being denied are among the top 32, and um, you know, and then that's kind of Ryan's point about about Rudolph, and and his is just that he should have a fair shot at, at being the backup, which he's not going to get because mm-hmm. they drafted a quarterback in the first round and they signed a quarterback to. B. No, they
2: drafted one in the seventh round too. They drafted mm-hmm. one in on the
1: seventh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what's the seventh round pick. I mean, that they wanted they wanted to sign that guy as an undrafted free agent, but they didn't think he would come, so they drafted him instead. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. they don't think that much of him. Um, I think they they wanted another arm in there. They like oh, some of the things this kid does, so they they got him in. Um, Rudolph. Uh, I think one, everybody else in the league has to stay healthy because if Rudolph uh, becomes trade bait because there's been an injury on another team, mm-hmm. he's gone. And I think in all yeah. likelihood, I think that is what is going to be his fate. He's going to get traded at some point during the course of the preseason to a team who needs a backup quarterback and a guy who started some games, has mm-hmm. some experience. Mm-hmm can provide some stability and, and a guy who frankly needs a fresh start and, and Rudolph needs all those things. Um, or he comes in and he just plays lights out and, and, you know, Mitch Trubisky stinks it up. Mm-hmm. If that happens, if Trubisky plays badly and practices badly in the preseason, mm-hmm then yeah they're going to hang on to mason because they they need somebody around who knows the offense and knows
0: you, you got to knows the coaches
1: it. knows the players has some familiarity with the team all of it yeah. and if if those other two guys actually pickett doesn't have to do anything pickett can stink it up pickett can be horrible they drafted mm-hmm. him for potential if pickett's awful, it makes no difference. Really, it's it the pivot point is gonna be Trubisky. If Trubisky is good and shows them that he can be the guy to lead the team, Mason's gone. I okay. you know, I doubt they're gonna cut him, they're gonna tr- probably try and trade him at some point. Oh, for point. sure. I would agree. Um, but the, they're not gonna get much. I mean, a six or a seven, unless That's somebody's really Somebody really desperate. That's all they're going to get. And I told you when they drafted him that he sucked. (laughs) Ian, a uh,
0: a comment on Rudolph before I give you your next player.
2: Yeah. um, I mean, I would also say that it's somewhat contingent upon, um, you know, how a lot of Kuhn plays that if, you know, I I agree with everything Ben said. Stop drumming. If – if a lot of Coon just comes out and stinks it up and they're like, this guy is not in any way, possibly an NFL quarterback. We cannot keep him as our number three. Then that's going to change some things for the, the Mason Rudolph calculus. Are, are, are you really going
1: to spend $3 million for a third string quarterback for a year, a guy you're for not going to develop into anything. I mean, I, Sign Probably
2: not. I'm just, I mean, and I said, I said, I agree with everything you said. I was just adding that to the conversation.
1: Yeah. I I, I just, I I don't think it really, a lot of Coon, I don't think has any bearing on the conversation at all. He, he'll make the team where he won't. If he doesn't make the team, they'll find another guy to take that spot. Third team quarterbacks are easy to come by. Um, you don't spend big on them and you invest as much as you possibly can into developing them so that they can eventually come back up. You hope. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be fascinating. And, and obviously an injury immediately changes the whole thing. Whether, yeah. yeah wh- whether yeah. it's on, a, on another it or, team. Or, or, yeah. Well, and that too. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that leads to the discussion of what are they going to do with three preseason games? There, there's a lot of people that think, oh, well, you just start Trubisky, then you start Mason, and then you start Pickett. I, I don't know that it's going to work quite like that.
1: You do more scrimmaging.
0: I, I think so too. You do more um, scrimmaging. I think you have to. You know, and, obviously you're yeah. not
1: going to have any contact with the quarterback, but you no. you do more scrimmaging and you try to to get guys get a better handle on guys that way.
0: Right. No, I I, I agree with you. Um Ian the, the next guy um is a defender, a safety by the name of Carl Joseph. Um this guy Ooh. is a former first round pick in the Raiders. Good one. Yeah.
2: That is what, a good one.
0: What? does ha- what has to happen for him to make this roster
2: um he, he really has to play well on special teams yeah. um is to be honest with you i mean we've got minkas under contract now terrell edmonds is here for a year they signed um that demonte kazee from i think the falcons who's actually played decently yep. well um, yeah uh Trey norwood showed some things last year showed some versatility i mean i don't i'm not saying i would count on you know Trey Norwood to kind of be your, uh, you know long term free safety, but I think potentially as a backup free safety, backup slot guy who can cover, he's mm-hmm. not bad. You could do worse than him for a late round pick. He he's, agreed. Yeah. Yep. yeah, he's he's been a pleasant surprise. I I um, think they did great in that pick. Yeah, 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 So I mean that's four safeties right there. Right. Plus and Arthur Mollet. Well, can play I'm safety. getting there. Hold on. You got yeah. Plus you've got Miles Killebrew. Right, who is also that's a five. special teams demon? Demon, that guy's um, awesome. Yes, so so that's five safeties. It's, I mean, they might keep eleven defensive backs, but it's going to be really hard to see them keep twelve defensive backs. So basically, like one of those guys, as much as I hate to say, it would have to get hurt. Um, you know, for, no, for just a lot Harris, of this but... discussion
0: is about the potential of guys getting hurt.
2: Yeah, because or,
0: that's how some guys are going to make the roster.
2: Or as we know, I mean, those last couple roster spots are always handed out because of special teams play. Yeah. So he yeah. would have to really show out on special teams, um, you know, to turn. Did some he get heads. any
1: special teams reps last year? I don't know.
2: I don't remember. I, I mean, I he came either. in like mid-season. I don't know. Last yeah, year, yeah, he was...
1: did, and so yeah, that's really tough to jump onto that moving yeah. train. Is...
0: It, it is, and and just to go back to Boykin for a second he is a really good gunner on special teams. Um, That's the one area that he excelled when he was in Baltimore. Now, is that enough to put him on your roster? I don't believe it is, but, you know, we don't know the way Tomlin and Danny Smith might be thinking about this whole thing either. So just, just to to go to that point, Um, Ben, let me uh, give you another, I'm going to give you another offensive player here and you, you might, Kind of shake your head at this one, but I think you see where I'm going. Uh, Anthony McFarland hasn't been overly impressive in his first couple of years. Uh, his time has to be running out. They um, they they did they they didn't draft anybody running back wise. They did bring no. in a couple of undrafted free agent
1: rookies. They, they didn't do shit.
0: Um, so that kind of tells you they feel like he's there. For another year. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you see it the same or differently. I don't know.
1: I, I think he makes the team again. Um, he thinks he's making the team. He he thinks he's going to be. A legitimate home run hitter. This is going to be his year. Blah blah blah. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. If he stays healthy. I think he makes it. Uh, they got a couple of guys behind him. Who are undrafted free agents. Mateo mm-hmm. um, Durant. And Jalen Warren. And, yep. you know, a Willie Parker was an undrafted free agent. So you never know. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Somebody, <laughs> it's somebody true. could come in, potentially could come in yeah. and, and be, be that guy who comes in and they're like, how come this guy didn't get drafted? What's the deal? This doesn't make any sense. Um, but odds are that McFarland makes it. McFarland is more talented than these guys they signed off the street. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Edmonds. Who we all know, uh, good special teams player, doesn't give you much on offense. Uh, he's another one who may make the team, yeah, or at least make the practice squad and see some time in games because he's a good special teams player. Um, but that's that's pretty much okay. what what McFarland is competing with, and none of those names are super impressive. Um, I still wish they would have drafted a running back and shown Benny Snell the door, but they didn't. So the the
0: only thing I'm hearing on Snell is that he has shown up a, a little thinner, mm-hmm. a little better better shape. But same, I, I'm not gonna you know run to the game. I've heard uh, that that he has
1: window. has dropped some weight. Yep, um, he didn't concentrate. As much on strength this year as he mm-hmm. did last, mm-hmm. he's working more on agility drills, and um, that you know, th- they're the biggest issue they saw with the run game last year from their perspective. And these are professionals who do this all yep. the fucking time, yep. so they they know better than you and I. Was the line, and we know the line was god awful, so. I can appreciate that Mm -hmm. by the same token. I, when I look at Benny Snell, I don't see a guy who is overly dynamic in any way.
0: Certainly not dynamic enough to compensate for a poor line.
1: Yeah. He's not even a one cut runner. He's a straight ahead guy. He's between the tackles straight ahead runner. And he's not that good at it. He's not Jerome Bettis. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You give Bettis eighteen inches, he's going to get you three yards, right? You know, or four. You give you give Benny Snell eighteen inches, he might not get any yard at all.
2: Yeah,
0: no, I I know exactly what you mean. Um, and any thoughts on McFarland before I give you your final player here?
2: I I think Ben's right. The the math is in his favor right now. That you know the the, the calculus is in, in his favor. I Let's put that on Twitter. <laughs> The the maths in his favor that not only not only just the number of guys they have behind him, yeah. but also that none of the guys they draft or none of the undrafted free agent guys are burners like McFarland is. McFarland has more speed than anyone else in that backfield right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's just a, a different element and a different dynamic that nobody else has. You know, yeah, other people can do what Benny Snell does. Not, I'm not sure if anyone else has the raw speed that McFarland has right now. No, I, it's I, just t- yeah. turning that raw speed into you know ability to make plays on the field mm-hmm. is completely different. But you know, speed wise, McFarland's the fastest guy in that backfield.
0: Yeah, and I, that's a huge advantage for him. Um, your last guy in terms of how Great does audience. he? Does he make the roster uh, is, is a guy I like is a guy that's improved. Um, but I fear he's odd man out again. Um, Kevin Rader. Tight. Ooh. end. How, how does good he, one? That is make, a good one. Yeah. I, I come up with one every now and then. Yeah. What do you think,
2: Ian? So the, the number three tight end spot is kind of wide open. And it really comes down to how they define Connor Hayward as a player, right? Is Connor Hayward, a tight end. Is he an H back? Because they're, I mean, as little as this team uses a fullback, they're most likely going to carry both Derek Watt and Connor Hayward on this roster this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have, they have the advantage of also having siblings who are pretty damn good playing for this team. So they're going to get two roster spots right there. Um, So for Raider to make the team would, I mean, if they see Hayward as a fullback and keep him as a fullback, then maybe Raider makes it as a third tight end. If they see Hayward as, as having that third tight end potential, then, or even what having the ability to, to line up in line ah. in a goal line set and just block okay. a guy in front of him, you know, then, yeah. The the, the problem they have at tight end right now, Friermuth's a very capable number one. He has some tremendous upside. I love Friermuth. My concern mm-hmm. is if Friermuth gets hurt, then Zach Gentry's your starting tight end. And Zach Gentry... Has shown a lot more than I ever thought he was capable right? of showing. Agree, agree. And that no. said, he's also not a number one tight end. No. No. Um Well, that's fine. So
1: can he can he be one short term? Is he like a Jeremy Tooman type guy? Maybe I I
2: I don't well, know for he for he a would. game. I mean, I honestly, no, Tuman Tuman was Tuman pretty was good a though. better blocker. Yeah, but early um, in his career, he Tuman can get could, downfield too. Yeah.
1: Early Maybe, in his career, Tuman couldn't block a blitzing cornerback. Yeah. yeah. He was
2: awful. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. The guy i always go back to is Matt Spaeth. Like, Matt Spaeth yeah. was a, a capable number two tight end who could yeah. block guys. But mm-hmm. when he had to step into that number one role, he'd have eight catches for 90 yards. Yeah. And not much after the catch. But, no. like, right. he, could, he could be a part of the passing game. I don't know if Zach Gentry can give you – seven catches for 75 yards and I, I think
1: though that gentry is more dynamic after the catch than a matt Spath was
2: yes i would agree with that
1: i don't i don't but know i think Spath
2: was also a better blocker than gentry he, he was absolutely yes. Yes. but Agreed.
1: i i did see gentry get better and better he's gotten better yes and better over the course of the year last year and if he's gotten stronger again over the course of this offseason. Oh, I'm sure he has. You yeah. You know.
2: And he's a big ass dude.
1: Gigantic frame on oh, that kid. Big yeah. man. Yeah. Big man. So just I think there's some potential there. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. I think we could have a legitimate number two who could be a spot number one. I, I'm not saying we do. I want to see him do something first. I'm just saying I think we might.
2: Yeah that's, that's fine, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And and I guess mm-hmm. what I'm saying is with the tight end position, is my concern is if Frymuth is out long term or Fryermuth mm-hmm. gets hurt in some way, yeah, two then, concussions last year, right? Then it... Gentry's your number one, and who's your number two? Because is Connor Hayward uh, all of a sudden your number no. two tight end? My... Uh, so so that's how and, and, and Kevin Rader comes into the conversation. Quick question, right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Connor Hayward,
1: yeah. is he big enough to play tight end?
2: Not. Not as he came out of Michigan State, but we've seen some guys on the defensive line pack on some pounds this year. Okay, he's um, not tall you know. enough. He's not no, even six he, feet tall. No, that, they, they that,
1: list him. They list him at six feet. He's five eleven and change. Yeah. Uh, have you seen a picture of him standing just, next to standing next to Cam? Yeah. I don't even know if he's that big. To be honest with you, he's he's not big enough to play tight end. I no, don't think. I, I, I at least not in line. No, I he's going to have to be a move guy. Yeah. I mean. I, I mean, the, that guy makes the team as a, as an H back fullback, or he doesn't make the team. I think,
2: um, and they love yeah. him on special teams. I think yeah. he's got all kinds of potential special they teams, think He's got potential great.
1: on special teams, which, yeah. you know, and that, you know, Danny Smith gets a handful of roster spots every right. year. Yeah. And they make those guys fit someplace because the, they, uh, they want to put They want to give him a hat on Sundays.
0: The, uh, the last guy man, uh, I'll give to you is uh defensive lineman. Um, Guy by the name of Carlos Davis. This is a good question. Does does he? What's his road to making this roster? Because all of a sudden, there's a lot of guys in front of him.
1: There, there really are. I think that. Well, Davis is at nose tackle slash defensive tackle yep. behind Montrevius Adams, who was a very pleasant surprise last yep. year. I think you both will agree. Yep. Yes. And Tyson Aluoglu. I think if Tyson can't come back and return to form, Tyson is 35 and he's coming off a broken ankle. And we're, you know, the Steelers are apparently were counting on him to be the old Tyson Aluoglu mm-hmm. until what last week when they signed Larry Ogunjobi. Right. Right. Which kind of makes you wonder if they're thinking, well, maybe that you know Tyson's not quite that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they also drafted the DeMar- excuse me, De Marvin Leal. Um and you got Chris Wormley who had a good year last year versus you know, the pass. The pass. Um and Isaiah Loudermilk. So from my perspective, you got 7 guys ahead of Carlos Davis. 7. Mm-hmm. But Davis can play nose. So, if Tyson Alawalu stumbles and and can't return to form and gets cut, then Davis makes the team. Sure. Otherwise, no shot. I mean, don't get me wrong, if Montrevius Adams comes in and he's in horrible shape because he Got cocky and decided to take the summer off and do nothing, which I really, really doubt. But mm-hmm. if he did, if he does something like that, who was the Ian? will know, Ian. Who was the uh, who was the the offensive tackle the Steelers took in '95 uh, in the first Jemaine round? Jermaine Stevens. Jermaine Stevens, who was a first rounder and got cocky and didn't work and just thought I'll get oh, in shape over was... the course of camp and. Cower cut him. What is second year? Third year.
2: Th- I think third. He wasn't here that long. Right. Third I year. I think it was third.
1: He showed up for camp out of shape. Yeah. Had never been active in a game. Obviously wasn't working at his craft. And Cower's like, yeah, I I've I've seen enough. I've had enough. And yeah. cut him. Okay. If if Montravius Adams, and I'm not saying you would. No. I'm not saying that, not trying to apply it. But if he if he applied some logic like that to because he got the big contract, well, big for him, contract. Sure, very um, for him. If he applies that kind of a logic to the situation and doesn't work and shows up in horrible shape and can't perform, then yeah, Carlos Davis has a good shot at making the team. Or if Tyson Oluwalu can't return to form because he's 35 years old and he's coming off a broken ankle. So there, so there are avenues. There are avenues, but yeah. they are they are slim. Yeah.
2: I mean, you're talking tiny. Yep. yep. Ian, do you see that the same way? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Can I can we add something in here? Because one, I think the what most intriguing position for me right now is the depth at inside linebacker, right? You've got Devin Bush and Miles Jack are, are most likely your starters. Yep. Okay. But behind them, you've got Marcus Allen, Robert Spillane, Ulysses Gilbert, Buddy Johnson, and then Mark Robinson, who we just drafted in, in the late rounds. So, I mean, you've got five for guys the running there. back. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Johnson's a, an interesting project player, probably winds up on the practice squad this year. Um, but, but nevertheless, I mean, there, that's five guys probably battling for two roster spots, most likely. And, I mean, Buddy Johnson was like a fourth-round pick last year, and they're not going to cut bait after – I think sure. they like him. I, I think, think I they like him too.
0: He had some injury issues last year is what what the, the hang up with him was. So I would be surprised that, you know, as Ben was talking about, if a guy comes in out of shape, not prepared, and yeah. if he was if he was that guy, then yeah, bye-bye. Um but For some I, I, reason,
2: they like Marcus Allen. I don't know why. Robert Spillane's probably going to make this roster because he's a cat of nine lives. But um, <laughs> you know, but then Ulysses Gilbert's your odd guy out, and he actually showed a little bit last year. So, okay, so you know, it's it's let, intriguing to me. I don't know what the answer is here.
0: Well, let's look at that that particular competition right no. there. Gilbert no. versus Allen. Well, I, mean, well, I, if it I think comes it's down to those two. What do you do?
2: I think it's. Gilbert, Allen, Johnson, Spillane, and Robinson, five guys for two spots, I would say. Maybe yeah, three, no. but, you know. I,
0: I agree. Well, I guess what I'm saying is I, I look at Spillane. I think Spillane's going to make it just because they like the Wiley veteran, blah, blah, blah. They know what his limitations are.
1: And he, he plays a run well. Yes,
0: yeah. yes. Um, and, and, and I think with Robinson, yeah, you can probably stash him on the practice squad. I, I guess I'm just looking at it like Gilbert's had the injury problems – but when he's in there, he, he's fast, he does some decent things, whereas Allen eh, I mean, he's a former safety, you know, he, he was always that tweener. He was not yeah good enough He I, that, Kind that's of what, what they I mean.
1: like about him. They they like the fact that they can play him on passing downs and they think that he, you know, he, well, he's he durable. Gives them, he gives them yeah, he's durable. Great. Yeah, I'll Whatever. give him that. They think that he gives them a, a, a different range than they had before with their linebackers. Mm -hmm. Now miles Jack should give you the same range. Uh, Yes. Uh, Maybe more. Um, so, you know, and honestly, if Devin Bush is healthy, he should on paper, give you that kind of range. Um, but he hasn't been, hasn't been great in coverage. Uh, he's been disappointing for a number, number 10 overall pick. He really has. Um,
2: yeah, moving up for linebackers. I think can talked about this at some point. And I think the other thing is they usually don't keep 10 linebackers. So if you're looking at nine linebackers overall, right? you know, what Highsmith, Avery are definitely getting kept on the outside. They'll probably keep a fourth. So I think that's like Derek Tusco versus Tuzar Skipper, plus anyone else with a pulse that maybe can <laughs> compete there. Um yeah. And so I'm thinking you're not, you're not you know, wrong. I'm thinking four four outside linebackers, maybe I'm, five I'm inside. Kind of guys. intrigued by Jennard Avery. Yeah. yeah. I, I he kind of reminds me a little bit of Arthur Motes that he could play maybe inside or outside. Yeah. Um and and, and special know, teams. And special mm-hmm. teams. And and he came out of he was a three, four outside linebacker. Then he went to a four three system, and now he's coming back to a three four. So I right. think I think he's better suited in a three four as an outside linebacker. Um, but I think if if push came to shove, he could slide inside too if he needed to, because he played that off ball mm-hmm. in a four three as mm-hmm. well, right? But he was a strong side guy in a four three. So yeah, you know, you
0: know, and, and as you mentioned, um, having that type of versatility is huge. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, huge.
2: I, so, I think maybe, that maybe they do keep five inside guys. I, yeah. I think so, yeah. that the the
1: linebackers coach slash defensive coordinator, the two guys. Let's just say let let's say they get eight spots at the linebacker position, right? Okay. They they get a starter and they get a backup at each spot. They get to decide, and then it comes down to special teams play. They may keep ten linebackers in the event that two of those guys are special teams players that they they deem to be valuable players. So it may happen. I think it's more likely that they keep 10 DBs. Yes. But that's almost a certainty. eh, They've kept
2: nine in some years. Based on the
0: makeup of the current
1: group, I I think
2: it's very possible. I mean, they could keep 11 defensive backs, to be honest with you. They won't. They they won't. But okay. Well, I mean, let's go through it. Cause we we kind of talked about it with Carl Joseph, right? You've got yep. Edmonds, Fitzpatrick, yep. Kazee, Norwood, and Killabrew That's five safeties. Okay. And then you've got Witherspoon, Wallace, Sutton, Millette. That's four corners. So that's nine guys already. Yep. So then you're down to like I'm talking B- Justin Lane, Justin Lane, James Pierre. Yep. Um. But those two guys both played gunner spots on special teams, right? And in the NFL, you can never have too many cornerbacks. So I have a, I have a hard time keeping them. I have a hard time seeing them keep just four corners. I think. Well, Norwood have, Norwood makes the team
1: as both a corner and a safety.
2: Yes, but at that point, then how many slot corners do you have? Because you have Molette, you have Sutton, yeah. and you have Norwood. So you've you got to keep essentially... all of them. You're, you're yeah. going to oh, keep absolutely. all three of those guys. You're you're absolutely keeping all three. Yeah, that's true. And Sutton can back up the outside, but you know, I, Sutton I think can
1: play, Sutton can start
2: at the outside. That's that's oh, the I, point I, of I, having Sutton. Yeah, he
1: can do whatever you need him to do. Yep. Uh, he may not be your best player outside, but he can do it. Yeah, he's not, and he's a good cover corner outside. The issue. I think, oh, I have, I'm not going to speak for you guys, is that he? Uh, he's not great in run cover, run, run support, excuse me. He's, he's, he's spotty to me. He's willing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I was worried about when they drafted him. I didn't think he was very willing when he was in college. But he's mm-hmm. willing as a Steeler to, to play run support and be that guy. It's just that he's not that good at
2: it. Yeah.
0: There's times he'll make a play. And then there's times when it's
1: like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And, I mean, that, that's the way I perceive him. Yeah. He's yeah. he's not Joe Hayden was <sighs> one of the better corners I've ever yeah. seen in run
2: support. Um Ike Taylor Ike was Taylor really, good in, was and really good in run support. <laughs> was great. DeShay Townsend was pretty um, good. Willie Gay. Run Willie Gay, yeah. Who was
1: not a big guy by any stretch mm. of the imagination, was really good in run support. Mm-hmm.
0: And and Willie Gay is another guy who's an example of Total improvement from year to year to year. Yeah, I mean, because his first yeah. couple of years when he was getting playing time, man, it was rough. Yeah, and right. and he just you gotta give the guy it. props, though, don't you? Oh, I do. Yeah. I do. total props. Um, and speaking is- of props, like prop bets, see what I did there? Nice. Uh, download oh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. And as always, we are very happy to be part of the Pigskin Podcast Network in association with DraftKings. So thank you very much to those wonderful human beings. Um, I want to, real quickly, I don't want to talk about it a lot because we talk about it just about every week, and we did last week, but uh, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because we had another domino fall this week. Terry McLaurin got about three years, $71 million from the Washington Commanders. It's over. Ben, uh, still feel the same way about Deontay? It's just not going to happen? Yeah, it Yeah, isn't. I'm with you
1: i no. I just don't look, at the end of the day, the the Steelers are not gonna pay him 25 million dollars a year oh. to play wide receiver. no okay, they're not. um I think they if he really wanted 15 million million a year for five years and I've said this before on this show, if he wanted 15 million a year for five years in February, they should have written out the contract immediately and had him sign it. Instead, they were like, well, let's just see where the market goes. Let's just see what happens. Well, the market exploded. Yeah. And now they're kind of fucked. They're not going to pay him $25 million. No, I don't right. even think they're going to pay him $20, million. 20. All right. Um, but it's not to say that, that he couldn't get $20 million on the open market. He could. He could get yes. He might be able to get 22, 22. 23 million dollars a year for Deontay Johnson. Yes, they pay these guys on potential, and that guy can create separation, unlike a lot of players. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's got that's that a gift. Yeah, yep. he can. Uh, that's not to say that he's great after the catch. He's okay, right. um, but. You know That ability to create separation is rare, and so teams will pay for it. I don't think Steelers are going to come to a deal with them this year because they don't value – what it comes down to is this. Intelligent allocation of your resources, okay? The salary cap gives you a limited amount of space, and people will say, well, the salary cap's a myth, whatever. The Steelers, from their from their standpoint, they've got this much cash to spend, and they're going to allocate their dollars wisely. They're going to spend this much on wide receivers, mm-hmm. and you don't spend that entire amount on one guy. No. Okay, so they've always been picky, very selective about about the way, very intentional about the way that they issue second contracts to wide receivers. This is not going to be any different. They are going to make an offer that probably won't measure up to what Deontay wants. His agent has probably made offers already. I don't know if they've countered Who knows? Um, you know, they respond. They won't be able to come to a deal this summer, in my opinion, because the market is completely out of fucking control. Thanks, Terry McLaurin. That's part of it, but Terry McLaurin. I mean, twenty-seven million dollars a year for twenty for Terry McLaurin. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh,
0: I don't. Ian, you you posted his stats this week in our discussion channel, yep. and I mean, they're pretty similar to Deontay. Uh, no, they're
2: a little better
1: than
0: Deontay. A little better, better. not yeah, they are.
2: Here and there, so I mean, McLaurin has more yards per catch. He's got so he's got more yards yep. overall, more yards per catch. Deontay had more touchdowns, but Deontay also had like three times as many drops yes so there's that and fumbles so yeah um so so here's here's a question on Deontay that i just want to throw out there you know we kind of saw during the draft that the value of a top tier receiver is essentially a first round pick right if somebody calls the steelers and says we'll give you a first round pick for Deontay johnson do you take it or do you hold on to him this year? Like what's what's his value for one more year versus you know, assuming assuming he gets that contract level? So it'd be one more year plus a third round pick in you know 2024 with the with a comp pick, right? Versus what you could trade him for now. So where where do you put that value? First round, second round, a player, like a starter or a backup, and just throwing it out there for conversation.
0: I, I'll just be real quick if somebody offers me a one, I do it
2: period in yeah. the report. I, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, you do it. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I so just like, think you have to. And I'm going to intentionally pick this one. Cause uh, some yeah. account with like 10 followers tweeted this, but like if the bears <laughs> called us, if the bears <laughs> called us and said, Hey, we'll give you our first round pick for Deontay Johnson, you know, or if the bears said, we'll give you our second round pick for Deontay Johnson, plus a player, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm i'm
0: yeah
1: you know. well the the tweet you're referencing
2: mentioned, I, I would i would hope that it was a
1: one
0: right it, yeah. uh, wasn't it robert quinn? mentioned
1: yeah, yeah mentioned a backup a backup edge player come on i mean plus plus draft picks yeah
0: get the hell out of here i,
1: I mean
2: yeah. well well hold on let's let's talk about this though if it was robert quinn or a backup edge player uh-huh. plus draft picks what would you want, like a second and a fourth? The you know, I mean, because if if I'd want a one, yeah, well, a one plus a player probably wouldn't happen just because of what we saw with okay, the market at the draft. So fine, just a one, but
1: I mean, what's the value of a backup a backup edge player, a six?
2: Uh, I mean, Quinn's thirty two years old too. Yeah, yeah, he's been effective though and his career. He has. I mean, he's better than Melvin Ingram was.
0: He's over a hundred sacks.
2: Yeah.
1: I want to say Ingram's better at the point of attack than Robert Quinn is at this point in his career.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Ingram. I mean, had, as a run stopper. Yeah. Ingram looked great. The first couple games when he was in rotation and then TJ Watt got hurt and Ingram had a chance to really prove that he deserved playing time and mm-hmm. completely disappeared. So Ingram was better as a spot player at that point in his career. Okay. So fine. They
0: offer Quinn and,
2: and what? Yes. A Is one.
1: This... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't think the Bears are going to suck that bad this year. So I don't either. That's what you have to do. You have to take it into consideration. Yeah. When you talk about a, a first or a second round pick, you're probably looking at pick 15 to 20 versus pick, you know, 50. Mm. Uh, do the no, Bears even have a first round 40, pick? 47 I don't, to no, I'll it up. 52. That's all I'm saying. I right.
0: You know, I, I mean, you, if if somebody made a very generous offer for Deontay Johnson, knowing what a he's probably asking, and b what what would it
1: be to franchise him next year?
2: Well, with all these new contracts, it would be insane. Yeah, I, I don't know. With There's with no yeah, way. with all
1: the new contracts, it's gonna it's gonna make the the salary the uh, excuse me the franchise tag pop big Monster. time. It's probably yeah. gonna be. It's probably going to be twenty mil next year. Oh, for sure, franchise a wide receiver or or very close to that, if not that figure. No, but I I think I I think that's what happens. I I, I'm just telling you now. My prediction is they cannot come to a deal with him. mm -hmm. Um, He plays this season, lights it up. They franchise him and try to come to a deal next summer, Um, and we'll see. I mean. You know, having having a very inexpensive quarterback room, which the Steelers have right now, true, is a big advantage.
2: That room is cheap. Yes.
0: Yeah. Gives you a lot of flexibility. That is the
2: greatest market inefficiency in the NFL is having a quarterback on his rookie deal. So here's what I'll say that right now, Deontay's worth to us is essentially what he can do next year plus A third round pick in 2024 because that's essentially what you could probably get comp pick right you're right so generally speaking you look
1: the value of
2: a future year pick is worth around later in the current draft so that'd be a fourth rounder this year has the equivalent value of a third rounder in a future year. In, yeah, but how how year.
1: bad do the Bears want him?
2: No, no it, it, but but here's what I'm saying. So you'd want to do, but that's his. So you figure that's his current value to us. So if we're giving him away, that means we're giving away any production he has this year. Right. You want to do better than what that current value is. So I think you want you need a day one or two pick to make it worthwhile to even consider it. And if it's a day two pick, which is a second or third rounder, you probably want a player in that deal, too. So the market value for top wide receivers is a first round pick. Your current value on him is his production this year plus essentially the value of a fourth round pick. So you would want somewhere in the middle of that, you know, the equivalent value of a first round pick whether it's a first rounder or like a second plus a player. That's what I'm saying.
0: I mean, their their wide receiver depth is brutal. Uh, well, the roster
2: the Bears? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's brutal. And that's I, why it's an easy target they, to, right, to they
1: finally have a good quarterback, too.
0: I, I mean, they, they drafted the, the Vellis Jones kid out of Tennessee, uh, Darnell Moody, and they also signed, um, uh, who's the kid, Equiminius St. Brown. He was up in Green Bay. I, I, I mean, those are not names that necessarily scare me, period. Yeah. So that's why they're so attached to these yeah. rumors with Deontay. Um, but my, my God, uh, you, you would have to listen if somebody came in with a big offer like that. I, I, yeah. At least I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, just a reminder, the SCB Steelers podcast is presented by Deck Roofing of South Florida, Dexter's Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Um, Getting away from the Steelers just for a moment here. Um I, I'm just gonna go to you guys speed round type thing. Ben speed uh, round Deshaun Watson. How many games is he suspended for the upcoming season?
1: People are not gonna like this answer. <laughs> Eight <laughs>
2: Ian, go. Um yeah, like ten, I'll say. I do. I agree.
0: I do not think it's going to be a full year. And it it it, just has to do
1: with the fact that the NFLPA is is pushing the fact that there were three owners who were not disciplined for sexual accusations, accusations of a sexual nature. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, they have a valid point. They do. It doesn't change the fact that this fucker shouldn't play football again. No. Seriously. I mean, honestly, he should get an indefinite suspension of at, at least yeah. a year. He's yes. a predator. Minimum. He really
0: is. Yeah, um, But
1: you know what? Life is not fair. Nope. Yeah. The NFL sure as fuck isn't fair. No. In the NFL, I, I can tell you what's going to happen. They've taken this to arbitration. And here's the way this process works. There's an arbitrator who's assigned to the deal, who happens mm-hmm. to be a woman, incidentally, mm-hmm. who is going to say to, to Deshaun, Deshaun, why does an NFL player need to have more than one or two massage therapists? Why did you go to 66 different massage therapists who you came to know via Instagram? Can you explain that to me? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I'm sure his, he's going to have some half-ass cockamamie fucking bullshit. I, I can't even. I would love to hear the response to that question because it's logical what's going to come, what's going to happen is she's going to come back and she is going to make a ruling that is going to be very unpopular mm-hmm. based upon previous suspensions. Yep. Okay. What guys have gotten for this kind of thing?
0: Conduct detrimental.
1: Setting yep. aside the fact that he has now 26, Different. Oh no! Wait, those two. Of Some didn't. of them got settled,
2: though. Yeah. yeah so twenty of twenty-four, I don't know, but twenty. Let's call it
1: twenty-five, there. just to be, no. you know, sure. Fine. Twenty-five different accusations of the same kind of conduct. um She's going to come back with something based upon precedent for previous suspensions, and the NFL is going to go. Well, I mean, we didn't. We didn't make that decision. She did, and you know, we we just you know we're going to go ahead and we're going to abide by that decision. When the reality is this, the NFL can appeal whatever the arbitrator's decision is, yep. and the person who oversees that appeal is Roger Goodell, who can decide whatever the fuck he wants. In a completely arbitrary process mm-hmm. that we've seen a thousand times before Tom Brady case, Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott case. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen before. In this case, it won't happen. They'll just go, eh, well, we really don't want our owners to get thrown under the bus. So we're just gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna abide by the arbitrator's decision. They wanted this to go to arbitration which is why they insisted upon a minimum one year suspension, knowing that the Sean Watson to decide would say, no, mm-hmm. we're not going to agree to that. And the arbitrator will decide it. And they'll, they'll just throw their hands up and go, well, you know, the arbitrator decided it. We're powerless here. We, we can't, you know, there's nothing we can do, which is total fucking bullshit. People are going to be angry.
0: Well, and the, the the first thing that's going to come out is you're kidding me. Kelvin Ridley got a year for
1: betting what fifteen hundred dollars in a fucking parlay
0: yeah. game he wasn't even involved in. You
1: know but that um, it wasn't just a, a game that he wasn't involved in. It was know. a parlay, a six way parlay right. that he had like a one in a billion chance of winning.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Ian. What do you think? You you said maybe ten games
2: for for yeah. And my my thought was just thinking about the appeal process that, you know, Ben for Conduct Detrimental got Mm -hmm. six games and appealed it and got four Mm -hmm. that maybe, maybe it's initially and I know the process is different now with the arbitrator and everything, but, you know, maybe it's, well, we wanted to give them a year, which would be 17 games, but You know, we'll chop a few off and there'll be 10, you know, something like that. That, Mm And in in, in those arbitrations, too, you know, there's some room for negotiation that, you know, if the NFL comes in and says we want him gone for a year, which I agree with everything Ben said. I mean, he's he's absolutely a predator and should be should be banned for life as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I don't make the rules of the NFL. I don't run the league, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) So, you know, uh, it. It, you know, I I can see you know the the Watson side and the Browns coming and saying we don't think you should get any, and then you know mm-hmm. the NFL being like, look, we can't we can't give you less than half. So how about ten? And they'll be like, all right, fine, whatever. So you know that that's kind of where I'm. I'm you you asked for a gut guess on a rapid fire round, and that's no. I
0: that's was. that's where I'm at.
2: I, I'm in that eight we, to ten. We game, didn't so. go, We didn't go very yeah. rapid fire on that. No, nah,
0: and we? we never do anything rapid fire because we we like to break things down, and that's all right. That's what makes us who we are. <laughs> uh, but you no, know, I, I I'm with you guys. I I think that's it. You know, unless there has been holy shit something going on with Watson's behavior that we don't know about that. That really screws him. There's stuff know. we didn't
1: know about, like right. him propositioning 66 women for massages.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I Fucking... mean, and, and now you've got. Laws I mean, honestly, against the that's totally so...
1: normal behavior if you're Harvey Weinstein. Oh. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's in jail, isn't he? He is, and he yeah. should be. Yeah. I mean, again, I will say it just like this: either Watson was looking to exploit the power dynamic for some easy sex with randoms that he met on fucking Instagram right. or he's a predator or both I, or both. Yeah. I, Either I mean, way, the guy's a fucking scumbag.
0: You, you, you talk to anybody that's ever routinely gotten massage therapy and they will tell you right here, you, you find someone that you like and you stick with that person
1: you find someone you know. who you like, who kicks your ass. There's nothing sexual about it. You don't show up for a massage, put yourself in happy baby position and demand that the woman rub you between your anus and your scrotum. Okay. That's not a massage. No, no, that, is that ain't it. It is not.
0: And, uh, Wow. We'll wrap it up on that note right
1: there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking scumbag. Did
0: either of you yeah. have any parting shots tonight, by the way? I, I didn't ask that.
1: Yeah, I have one. Ryan, yeah. you're kind
0: of a bitch. <laughs> Ryan's passed out. He is he, he right now he looks like Marty All McFly right. at the beginning of Back to the Future He'll, where his <laughs> nose
1: is up against the pillow. You'll watch this or yeah. or or listen to it later. It's fine. Yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. Ian, did you have something? I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, my parting shot is that it's stupid that USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten. I'm a oh college boy. football purist and yeah. I'd rather just see conferences be aligned by geography rather than by whoever can make you I, the most money. Uh,
1: That's totally I, I agree. I agree it's, with you. The money has taken it over. Um, and it's gonna get worse with it. Oh, yeah. It NIL, it's it's gonna get fucking worse.
0: It is. And we, we, we were talking before you came on, Ben. You you know, you're out there. I mean, I think Oregon is gonna play into this at some
1: point. Yeah, Oregon um, and that, Washington are the next targets. Yeah, yeah. Fox, Fox football is, is quarterbacking this entire thing. This, yeah. this is not something that the universities were like, yeah, we'd be interested in joining your conference. Let's let's uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna oh, leave yeah. the, the Pac 12. That was never part of the thing. Fox approached them and said, hey, there's going to be a lot of money involved. Um, You can fund your athletic programs. What do you say to joining the Big Ten? Yeah.
2: Well, because Fox has both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten contracts right now. so Bingo. Yeah.
1: Bingo, bingo. Yep.
2: And yeah. So. Or Fox has a shared Big Ten contract. It's it's but shared, yeah, it's... but
0: yeah, they have the Big Ten title game, and yeah. I think they have Ohio State, Michigan. You know, so yeah. it's. make
1: sure their bid is big enough next year that they uh, or next time rather that uh, they get the whole thing, the whole yeah, enchilada. Yes. Yeah.
2: That said, that said, as a college football purist. I did always think that the Southern teams were cowards for God never coming it. north and playing in the snow in the wintertime. So it would be fun to see USC come to, like, Wisconsin in November. And yes, see how that I could. do agree with that.
1: That would yeah. be fun. It ain't going to be pretty. No. Not to mention no. the fact that the Pac-12 doesn't exactly put a premium on defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm serious. I've been saying for years, other than All Washington, right. nobody yeah. plays fucking defense. Well, they, have, they like, haven't seen a
0: fullback in 30 years either. If, so.
1: if you just play hard defense and you have a good defense in the pac 12 you could win it
2: yeah well there were there were years that stanford was like in the pac 12 championship game because they actually played defense and had right. no offense right right yeah no it's true it's true like the post andrew um, luck years they had a couple terrible offenses and yeah But i, I, uh, I
0: yes. yeah i think by this week this time next week there will be other teams moving
2: yeah, um, yeah. I,
0: I think the dominoes are falling, but um, but those southern
2: teams like Texas and Alabama and LSU, they're all cowards for not coming north in the wintertime. Cowards. yeah, yes.
0: they're yellow. uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there.
2: All right, they're, this has been the STB
0: Steelers podcast presented by Deck. You can group. beat them on a cold day, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and the show is officially off the rails.
1: All right, good night, everybody, and hey, go Steelers! Hey. Ravens suck.